could give you 50 reasons why I should be the one you choose. All those other girls, well, they're beautiful, but would they write a song for you? <laughs> I can't help it if you look like an angel. Can't help it if I want to kiss you in the rain. So come feel this magic I've been feeling since I met you. Can't help it if there's no one else. Mm, I can't help myself if you look like an angel. Can't help it if I want to kiss you in the rain. So come feel this magic I've been feeling since I met you. Can't help it if there's no one else. Mm, I can't help myself. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Emily. Hey, Shannon. What How up? Are you? Oh, not much. You know, just uh, just thinking about some guy. Some guy? What guy? Oh, I think his name is Stephen. <laughs> you mean Stephen Colbert? <laughs> no, not Stephen Colbert. Another Steven from another lifetime. Ah, uh, yes, the original Steven. Uh, was there a Steven before this Steven? I don't think so. I I don't believe it. It's not, you know? No. She has confirmed, well, she kind of pseudo-confirmed. It's not Stephen Colbert. It's another Steven. <laughs> yeah. Steven Lyles. Oh, man. Throwback. But it's... uh. Here we are on twin fire signs, ready to talk about this song, the fourth song on the album. Uh, hey, Steven, but before we're doing that, we're going to give the Astro Take cast because that's who we are. But also, how are you, Emily? Before we do that, how are you? I'm good. I'm stoked. We got some cool charts. Uh, some like fun sinistry readings is the theme for today's yes. episode. Big sinistry stuff today. Big sinistry. So we are recording this on Wednesday, May 12, 2021, which means yesterday, um, May 11th, Taylor won big at the Brit Awards. Uh, bravo. So snaps. Claps. Bravo to... This literal global icon. <laughs> literal. So for the Astro Tay cast of today's episode, we are going to cover all things at the Brit Awards. So I yes. pulled up for Shannon and I's a look at um, May 11, 2021, the transits for Taylor Swift at the time. Uh, we are in the midst of tour season. Oh, yeah. Moon is also in Taurus. Um, Venus, uh, Venus has just entered Gemini. Mars is in the midst of her transit in Cancer. Uh, uh, but look at look at Mars. Exact is that exact on her Jupiter? What did I say? Oh wait, hang on. Where's Mars? But Mars is at what a degrees 10 degrees okay super close but just passed over her jupiter what did i say when mars and cancer i was like mars and cancer is gonna be good for her i have nothing to do but bow down to this i knew brilliance. it 
I mean, I'll, well, once it hit her Jupiter, like, because on the when the Mars was on her moon, it was, um, it was the it was the four thirty charts of uh, of when she was like endorsing all of her little babies, uh, aka Girl in Red, and now uh, Olivia Rodrigo. She's extending and Conan that. Gray and Conan Gray. Right, you're right, and. So that was that moon energy, right? Of that motherly energy. But now with the Jupiter is that big hello icon. She's getting a big ass award. Oh boy. And uh, what do we think is going to happen when it gets to Chiron? <laughs> I feel like she's going to like heal. Something is going to be released. I mean, okay. Five more degrees. Maybe. Five degrees. Do you, do you think she's going to release bad blood? Because it's releasing. Imagine? Could you imagine if Mars on Chiron is her releasing bad blood? Because was that not like a public wounding? Like, well, it was her. The yeah, beginning was of her, her like picking fights with, with celebrity. Yeah, it was her feud with Katy Perry. And also, there have been rumors that she might be releasing 1989 with like duets type stuff and more collabs because that was the era of her collaborations on stage. Mm-hmm. But it was always the other person's song. And so with this, people were thinking that maybe she might have Katy Perry on Bad Blood, which would literally be like, it would be everything to me. <laughs> like, and, and, and I'm someone who, absolute no shade. I don't really fuck with Katy Perry that much like I of, of all the pop prince like of all the pop girls she was not one of my favorites I did enjoy uh, I liked California girls and like the early Katy Perry stuff but then once we got to plastic bag floating in the wind and um uh well I mean, that's I, the general that was the general trend it was, for Katy yeah. Perry everyone loved California girls and then kissed a girl I kissed a girl I didn't even realize I didn't even realize when singing that song in, I don't know, high school, that I should have, yeah, I should have just paid more attention. Yeah, I really should have paid attention. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't in California Girls. It was like the whole teenage dream era. Yes. And then the second album after that, I'm blanking on the name, but teenage dream um, was great. Yeah, Teenage Dream was an iconic album, but then like it's kind of like a rise and fall. Which happens yeah. a lot in for pop stars. It starts like right, there's a real high and a real low. Even Taylor suffered some highs and lows. Oh, for sure. No, yeah. no one it goes unscathed there. It's just it is. I quickly dropped off on Katy Perry, and then it was like there's actually a running joke with my friends um, from college where we would be going to bars, and this was like when I was so 21, so 2013, 2013 vibe, going out, and that song of hers, Dark Horse, would come on. Yes. And I – that song was like my drunk cryptid. When I was drunk and I heard that song, I hate – I was like, I got to leave – I gotta go, guys. We gotta get out of this bar. <laughs> but yeah, it was literally just like ridiculous. I was not down. So that being said, that was about the time when I 
I was done with Katy Perry. But it's okay. Anyway, that being said, I that was would. also I mean, Dark Horse was a weird music was a video weird, for her. Yeah. There was a lot of cultural appropriation. This is kind of when we were like, ooh, Katie, what do you what you doing? But this is also like, I think this is around the time she also Poor Katy Perry. We could look at her transits when it comes oh relevant. God. But like, well, I mean, this was around the time Russell, Russell Brand yeah. dumped her right before she went out on concert. Then she got she went through her John Mayer transit because that's the transit. <laughs> Which is just so funny that she and uh, John or she and uh, Taylor have shared. This. Yeah, well, that's the rumored source of the beef. Yeah, well, the well, no, the but the but the rumored source you mean versus the spoken aloud in the public source because the public well, source is the, all of the, well, I mean the whole, what they've been talking about it is being all about this like dancer thing about how like Katie had these dancers who were on their tour and then Taylor was doing a tour at the same time. And, but they also worked on Taylor's tour. Some of them worked in like the yeah, group of but- Taylor's tour and it was this weird shit, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was the private beef. Yeah, well, that's more of what I was alluding to was more of a – while the dancers may have been the tip of the iceberg, it it, I like I my the way I've interpreted that beef was like I think the dancers were the tip of the iceberg because there was all that weirdness because I distinctly remember like Katy Perry like jumping to Taylor's defense at the Kanye incident. Hmm. At the VMAs. So it's well, like that was before. That was before yeah, yeah. any of this happened. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like they were fine well, and then they, something happened. Exactly. Well, that's exa- exactly because mm-hmm. they, um, yeah, they date, they were friends because that was the whole bad blood is, you know, that we were, they were friends. God. Yeah. Seventh house. So anyway, <laughs> back to both of them being Scorpio risings. Yeah. And I mean, again, we pointed this out on Twitter, but like, it wasn't until Taylor went through like a major Mars remediation that they were able to come together yep. and become and be cool again. Um, you gotta love the astrology of that. Anyway, wow. but anyway, that back to the source <laughs> of this kind of reroute was um, I'm I mean bad maybe a bad blood. Yeah, oh, when, when Mars-, Mars is on the Chiron. Yeah, and because once Mars hits Chiron, it'll be well Mars. So Mars is opposite her Neptune, and it'll oppose her Saturn soon, too. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely could be – I mean, honestly, yeah, it's a little bit of a Saturn remediation moment of this lesson of, like, you know what? Let's drop this beef. Maybe. I mean, there's not really any beef anymore. I feel like oh, something yeah, – Oh, yeah, but the public – the public – well, I guess the, the public was the me video. Or not me video, uh, the need to calm down. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like – So astrologically, I feel like sometimes like conjunctions, they can go either way. They can either be I'm officially releasing this and I'm moving on or it's like I'm going to amplify the vibe even more. Yeah. So I feel like – but I'm hoping considering how like just wise and settled she's been and also the fact that there's all these oppositions means I feel like there's just going to be some sense of balance. If Taylor is really as like. She's definitely very balanced right now, it seems. Yeah. Which, big fan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, What else with the transits? I'm noticing Sun, Moon, and Uranus in her seventh house. Well, and it was the Mercury-Neptune, or the Mercury-North node conjunction in her eighth 
And mm-hmm. well, the eighth house is like the other people. I could honestly see like an award coming from that, but it's like other people. And but then the seventh house transits are very. I mean, new. She was. It was the new moon seventh house transit for her, and I feel like that's like that big. Like other people are awarding this accolade to you. Back to the ninth house, Mars. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, before her speech, there was like this whole video of everyone like talking about her. So actually oh, like when you point wow. out that other people are giving her an award and talking about her, that's where I'm seeing it. It's like, yeah, before she accepted the award, there was like this really nice video, like like all these people like saying great things about her. And the North Node, wow, that's really sweet with the North Node and Mercury and Venus had just entered Gemini. So it's going to apply to that too soon. So it's like this like nice moment of like, look at all these people who are praising you and the eighth house too of like almost kind of this the the it's like the private intimate relationships of taylor the eighth house so the seventh house with the tourist stuff but then the gemini placements in the eighth the seventh house people are telling me intimate stories and intimate things of why they love her from the eighth house perspective because like that's the where that next level of intimacy goes right so mm-hmm. love to see it Love to see this. Cool. Um, anything else before we move on to like some of the people she interacted with? Well, do we want to do her like? Do we want to look at her speech right now? And then oh yeah, so we can we we uh, Emily and I have not really watched her speech, but we kind of want to react to it, and so we are gonna quickly listen to it and then we're going to come back and live react our little uh or we're yeah or we can also just uh do the whole watching it while we yeah similar to the music videos yeah all right are you ready i'm ready you want to count it on one two three she looks so good i know her outfit She's such a nerd. Game of Thrones. <laughs> okay, but also tailored the whole joke of like we're social distancing, like, and they are seen literally hugging in photos later. She has the weirdest sense of humor. Honestly, but in a, like Aquarius a- Venus. Yeah. She's like, I oh I am. I do a Lipa. Mm-hmm. I think so. This award is so interesting looking. It's like a lime green dots with the red. And of course, you love your British fans. London. <laughs> London boy. <laughs> Man. She's just like throwing it back to all. She's like, I love, I've played every important place here. <laughs> I. She goes, I almost, even almost played Glastonbury. Almost. Glastonbury wow. is like the final frontier for her. Yeah. Wow. Wow. What a moment, though, that would be. She <laughs> <laughs> putting up three albums instead. She's in her eighth house perfection year and Mercury North Node in her eighth house conjunction right now. She's just hyping herself up. <laughs> She's just like, yeah, so uh- – I made three Thank albums. You, Aaron and Jack. Yes. Thank all of your collabs. Uh, oh, Joe. 
okay, but I'm sorry. That was the most lackluster Joe. <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, Heim. She calls out Heim. The opinion. <laughs> the stock was up and down. Such a Capricorn. Honestly. Especially with reference to her best, like her friends and family, her friends and family, third house, fourth house ruled by Saturn. Saturn. And here she is. Is she getting ready to call out new artists? If you're you being gotta love the wisdom. You party. gotta love the wisdom of a post-Saturn person who's <sighs> actually taking the heart, the lessons from their Saturn return. Because there are people who will hear, will go through their Saturn return, and it's like sometimes like the plane just flew over their head. Yep. And I and don't get really the sense clear. with her. It, oh no, yeah, it's she had a lot of Saturn stuff going on for sure. Well, so her Capricorn stellium in 2020, there was no way. I don't think any Capricorn Saturn after 2020 came out ignoring their shit after the pan. Like there was no way. Mm-hmm. But you gotta love like she has that Cancer Capricorn. You have opposition. the right to prove them wrong. But you, Sad. she again, she has and Scorpio cancer rising. Capricorn. Yeah, Ooh, but. Again, she has this Cancer Capricorn oppositions, and the point of oppositions isn't that one wins over the other. It's that one, like, it's about achieving that balance. And when you watch yeah. these clips of her, like, she's not only being like, I have learned, and I'm telling you both what I, you all what I've learned, but also she makes it a point of being like, this is how we'll make things better. And it's like a constructive use of like reminiscing on all the things she's gone through. While also uplifting her little babies. Yeah. Like she didn't just like uplift herself. She didn't just like – as I mean you pointed out that she was hyping herself up at one point when she was like, yeah, I dropped three albums. But then you're right. She then hyped up everyone else as well, she said. Well, and that's also – like it's fair for her to want to hype up herself when winning an award. But it's also the fact of like sitting there, everybody – said all those things to her and then she comes around at the end of her speech and it's like also yeah i'm gonna talk about everybody else and i'm gonna talk to my new artist people i'm gonna talk to my babies and yeah it's it is like you said a perfect uh illustration of the opposition but it's also the perfect illustration of a sagittarius who kind of is like <laughs> i don't give a fuck anymore <laughs> yeah Anyway, so that was a speech and I thought it was nice and I thought it was very sweet that she was, yeah, exactly, hyping up everybody else, very seventh house vibes of talking about all of her favorite collaborators, her partner, her friends, having all these other people talk to her. It's just like peak seventh house. Mm-hmm. Peak seventh house. Mm. Nice. But anyway, now we can talk about all the fun content she's just put, putting out on Instagram. Because she got to hang out with all these people. <laughs> and all the Swifties are freaking out. Every time yeah, she posts uh, on on social, like, I now panic. And I'm like, oh, God. Well, is it another album drop? Literally. And it's funny, too, how, you know, she kind of, like, ignites all of the stands of these other fans when she posts with her, the, the other person. So, like, she posted with Haim. So, I'll all of the little – all the people into that section of music are lit up. She's posted with Olivia Rodrigo, you know, like she's posting with now Maisie Williams and uh, more, like more of these people who have all these different – like she, 
Virgo MC in the 11th house. She has that network. She knows how to consistently get everybody involved and then at the same time up her own clout because she's just continually reaching new fans. Like, yeah, that Cap Mercury ruling the MC is always working, always thinking. <laughs> always thinking about her stock. Uh, taking stock. The, what is it? Take stock in your th- – Yeah. Well, speech. no, because I'm thinking of her, of the speech where she's like, you guys loved me when my stock was up. Oh, and yeah, when, exactly. Even when my stock was down, I was just like, okay, Captain <laughs> Mercury ruling the midheaven. Good to know. Um, so cool. So as for listeners, we are – for the rest of Astro Taycast, we are going to do a fun little sinistry reading because as some of you may notice, um, Taylor posted pictures of her. First of all, before we talk about everyone, we need to talk about how freaking gorgeous she was. Oh, yeah. She looks so good. She was – She like, was. you know, you know what she was giving me? What? She was giving me – 1989 era with the crop top and the hiding of the belly button and the red lips and the straight hair with the bangs and she wasn't rocking the curly thing yeah but i also got some red vibes i got some red vibes because with with the the red lipstick and the longer hair lipstick for so long the red lipstick she just emphasized on red but the but the but the full look top to bottom was fully like the the down to the like rhinestone on the or like probably not a rhinestone because she's you know rich but (laughs) down to the like the stones on her bot like on her uh the fuck i guess bodice i want to say so i kind of disagree i think it's like from the neck down is 1985 but the face and the hair 1989 sorry it's late it's we know right we are in a 12 house transit right now guys i'm so sleepy um 1989 i feel like from the neck down is peak 1989 but from the the hair and the makeup i know you mentioned like you're right, like the red lip, like that's something shown in 1989. But the hair gives me so much. Like 1989 was the Anna Wintour bob, and that's all it's ever gonna be in my head. Yeah, no, the, the bob the hair yeah, is the, red. The bob was so yes, okay, yeah, fair, yeah. The yeah. forget about that blunt bob that she had, but the Anna the Wintour haircut, the outfit. But I. Mostly just was hoping this because I really want her to release 1989 next. <laughs> I was trying to I was like, please give me, give me the hints, Taylor. Give, give me, me the hints. I feel like now she's just like, I'm just, I think I know your I'm gonna game. I'm all my vibes into one. Yeah. Just be every album. So continuing on, um, as we, as Taylor gave, gave a shout out to uh, three of her favorite sisters her three you know her favorite sister trio the heim sisters sd's a friend of mine meet up well, every tuesday for a bit for some dinner and a glass of wine which she captioned that with uh her picture with heim on her instagram was literally the caption was we meet up every tuesday for a dinner and some glass of wine which is funny because tuesdays is first day she loves tuesdays we know this well, already, but she loves Tuesdays. Well, speaking of Esty, I have her chart. 
Yes, we have all of our charts. Oh, and there's a fun uh, Vice article from like 2017 where like the Heim sisters confirm they're into astrology. Mm. Um, I love it. And one of them like sc- like the interviewers like, oh, I'm a Libra. And one of the sisters screams like, my first boyfriend was a Libra. And I was like, oh, you're one of us. So I have listeners up for um, I have Estee Himes. Uh, birth chart she was born uh, March 14 1986 that makes her the Pisces of the trio uh, the Heim sisters one is a Pisces one is a Sagittarius and one is an Aquarius so we are starting with the Pisces of the sister trio um if you all want uh, time is unknown it. but we do know that the Heim sisters were born in San Fernando California so uh, March 14 1986 well first thing I'm seeing is that she has a Taurus moon and uh, if we're thinking about Taylor's chart look at that I gotta love that sinister that seventh house sinistry plus the Sun Mercury retrograde and Jupiter, all in Pisces, all which would fall in Taylor's fifth house, hence why Esty gets the name shout out in the song. And not the other sisters. Whereas they just say, Esty's sister, swear she was with me. And then you she get, was with me, dude. And then you get Danielle being yeah, like, she was with me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I love that part. Um, but yeah, so I think it's funny that that's where – so the the Pisces action in the fifth house is where it's like, okay, the creative inspo comes from like talking with Esty. Also, 1986. Oh, okay, so her and Danielle are like the same age. Yes. Because they're 1989 both. Mm-hmm. But Danielle is, like you said, the Aquarius, so she's a little bit younger, just slightly than Taylor. Wait, no. She's older than Taylor because it's Aquarius season 1989 and she was Sagittarius. Wow, okay. Yeah, Math. a lot of it's very easy because it always trips us up because Taylor's dates, December. Yeah. yeah, I know, but we should um, be better about that because we are December. Like, it should just be natural. <laughs> We're just trying. We are just two unhinged char twins, just trying unhinged. our best out here. Um, but, uh, yeah, is is Estes Mars on Taylor's son? No. Ooh, no, because Taylor's son is at 21 degrees. 21. Oh, wow. Wow. I keep, I forget that the 13th is far enough to be that far through the sign. Like, yeah. Gosh. But yeah, wow. Okay. So that, love that. Um, yes. That means so Uranus. Well, Essie has a Uranus Mars conjunction in Sagittarius. And then Saturn Sag is- to opposite Chiron. Yes. Exactly. Interesting. I, I have to be honest. I don't know too much about the Heim sisters, like, personally to be able to, like – Oh, yeah. Me neither. Like, do, I, like, a, I, a childhood analysis like we could with, like, Taylor's chart. Oh, yeah. Right. Nah, I don't know a ton about them either, but that's why I'm trying to just – yeah, I'm just thinking about that sinistry. Um, mm-hmm. And then – but, yeah, I, I think that – Oh. Is, yeah, so it's interesting that we have that exact, like almost that exact Mars-Sun conjunction. We have all of the stuff in the fifth. The um, Her Venus is in Taylor's sixth house. So another, again, another moment of like we're working a little bit more together. Yeah. Um, 
That was, and I mean, Taylor has a collection of Aries people. Yeah, she where they their them. Aries placements falls in their sixth house. Jack Antonoff is an Aries son. Uh, Aaron Desner is, while a Taurus, has an Aries Venus. Yes. Yes. Which, okay, hello, Aries Venus too. St. Abigail is also an Aries. Oh God, I love the another Aries. childhood she best just loves friend. her Aries. Yeah. So. But I just – I wanted to take note of this Taurus moon because as I scrolled down to Danielle, I noticed Danielle also has Taurus placements, Taurus Mars, and Taurus Jupiter, which would be Taylor's seventh also. Ooh. And I, I mean – And between they both the share the Venus. Wow. Wow. They're on opposite – It's so funny how Danielle was born when Aquarius – when Venus was in Aquarius – at the beginning of the year. Meanwhile, Taylor is like the very beginning of the Venus. The next year. Yeah, the next Venus transit. But it's with, with, it's within the, it was within the same year, though, because look at how Danielle's is at 16 degrees and Taylor's is at two, right? Two or three. Uh, Taylor's is at one degree. One so it's degree. Conjunct, it's conjunct Danielle's Mercury, Mercury, which I'm curious when they're collabing. Does Danielle mm. do a lot of the driving with Taylor on the writing? Maybe. I mean, isn't Danielle – okay, I just need to look up the Heim, sis- Heim sisters in their faces. Danielle's so the one that, ones. like, does solo one? stuff. I know she's the one that does, like, more solo stuff because she was on Vampire Weekends. Um, she, was <laughs> on, she was a feature on Vampire Weekend. What a, sorry. One of the top questions of people also ask is, are the Heim sisters straight? <laughs> Which, if you gotta ask, <laughs> no. But anyway, um, okay. But I'm like, we to have find... to look up which one is the Heim sisters. Yeah, no, I'm trying to look like, which one is which. Okay, Esty, great. All right, wait, Esty, <laughs> Esty is the one that looks like me. Yeah. All right, love that. And then which Danielle is... is the middle. Great, Danielle looks like an Aquarius. This makes all of the sense. And also, Essie looks like a Pisces. Jesus Christ. Sorry. And then Alana being the Sagittarius. (laughs) Okay. I absolutely see it now. I see it. If you're looking at the three of them, Mm -hmm. it's so fascinating how they look like their signs. Essie has that more mermaid-y vibe, the rounder face and bigger lips that Pisces tend to have. Yeah. Danielle has that stronger, like somewhat of a more intense, like de- defined brow, but then also the nose. Whereas Alana has a similar nose, but it's definitely more, and this is not a drag on the look, but it's like the more, hor- like that that longer, straighter face, like that mm-hmm. pointed forward face, um, similar to, again, a ho- horse. I'm sorry, I'm not saying horse. People called me when I- it's actually funny thinking about it because when I was in middle school, people would make fun of me and call me horse face. And now I think back and I'm like, this is hilarious to me because I'm a Sagittarius. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, well, they weren't that far off. Not totally wrong. Um, But anyway, dope. Also, Alana. Okay, wait. This is one thing we can do with their their personal charts is that Esty plays the bass. Danielle Mm -hmm. is the lead vocal. And then percussion, the drumming and stuff is Alana. So let's see. So yeah, Essie being the bass player, very low key. Also <laughs> Mercury retrograde. Um, 
And but then yeah, Danielle being the singer with the <laughs> Danielle being the singer and is like is probably singing more with Taylor. Yep. Yep. AKA the conjunction of the Venus mm-hmm. to Mercury. And also having the same Venus signs. And sun Oh my god, wait. Danielle other. also has the Cancer Moon. Oh my god. Okay. Which is also opposite Saturn. I think that it's whole little generation. Yeah. Cancer Moon. Cancer Moon. Um, I think that. her Cancer Moon's really close to 15. Oh, no, just kidding. Taylor's is at one degrees. I forget. Uh, her Chiron's at 15 degrees. That's where I came yeah. from. So Danielle's moon is conjunct. Taylor's Chiron. Damn. Some wow, releasing yeah. of yeah, something. Yeah, a lot of that. And they both have their Saturns, so they were probably vibing. They were probably like commiserating together on their Saturn returns. Wait. Hence can we take a moment? Came out. Can we take a moment and imagine Taylor Swift as a Gemini moon? Oh, God, no. No. She would be, no, she would be so – we think she's chaotic now. No. She would never stop talking. No. It would be obscene. It would be – I would – she'd be so much <laughs> I more just, annoying. Because I forget that her her cancer moon is at one degree. Like I always think it's further along. Like I always Me think too. it's like at seven or something. But like Taylor Swift, a Gemini moon. Oh my god. Wait a minute. What? They have mutual moon Chiron conjunctions because Danielle's moon is at 15, aka Taylor's Chiron, whereas – Danielle's Chiron is at one degree cancer, a.k.a. Taylor's moon. Oh, stop. So they are both, I wonder, like, you know, we know they love each other a lot. Like when Gasoline came out um, with Taylor as the feature, she literally was like, confirmed I am the fourth Heim sister. Um, Like that's the running joke that I think she says whenever um, like a Heim duet comes up. It's funny um, because Taylor's the sinistry with all of these sisters. She really could be like the family. Like if we're talking family astrology and how it all connects, like all of this stuff is all overlapping. Like the fact that the other, so Alana, you know, next up is the Sagittarius with the Sag Sun, Mars, Mercury, mm-hmm. but then a Venus and uh, Venus and Scorpio. Oh, a Virgo, Jupiter on Taylor's midheaven. <laughs> <laughs> literally the three of them were actually meant to work with her like all of mm-hmm. them and then she just oh, oh wait but then she's an aries moon <laughs> an aries moon wait 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 where is taylor's mars and where is alana's venus because if it is a mars oh shut up god damn it oh no i mean it's a mars pluto conjunction yeah because taylor's pluto is at 16 but like it's not that far from but her mars share. and her ascendant yeah and they still share that same that again a similar scorpio vibe god that she was deaf alana was definitely down to write about the revenge too like in it on it ready to go Let's hide the body. Like, Alana is big hide the body energy, actually. Sag Sun and Mars, Aries Moon, but Jupiter Virgo ruling the Sag placements and the uh, Mars, the Sag Mars ruling the Venus and Scorpio. Also, (laughs) Alana has a fire trine between Aries Moon, Moon, Leo Chiron, and um, Leocine and Satch and that her little Satch stellium, but specifically the Mars. So like, definitely like, and, and like little sister privilege gets away with shit. Wait, oh my god! Alana Actually, the, yeah, you're right. Big little, a, little sister privilege here. Yeah. Wait, is Alana the 
Alana is the Alana is the uh perc- backup vocals? percussionist. The well, they all kind of sing, but like yeah. Danielle is definitely the main voice we're hearing. But mm-hmm. Alana is the like the dr- percussion. So, uh, I mean, yeah. Alana's our age and has Leo Chiron. And- I know Domicile Saturn too. Mm-hmm. 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 Also that Chiron and those and a Saturn ruled MC or a Saturn ruled uh, North Node. That's really sweet, though, that you pointed out that like. If we look at it from a like, maybe that's why they're they just vibe so well. Like, I such genuinely think so. Like that, that is such. I mean, first of all, all of them have fellow Capricorn placements. So if we're thinking actual siblings, Taylor's third house would be Capricorn, and so that's and also Aquarius being a fourth house thing of just feeling like home. All of these mm-hmm. people have Aquarius placements. All of them: Aquarius, Saturn, mm-hmm. Aquarius, Sun, Venus, Mercury, and Aquar- oh, just kidding. Uh, Esty doesn't have Aquarius placements, but Esty is the one that had the Taurus moon, Sag Mars, or on the sun, like all this. It's like everything consistently overlaps. And Esty is like the muse. Yeah. Uh, which, like, which, I mean, she should be as the Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> Pisces are meant to be muses. Is that yep. what you're telling me? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know who's a uh, Pisces? Joe. Oh. <laughs> you mean. Uh, oh, and Joe. Oh, wow. I was going to say that was a great segue. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, wait. Because Olivia Rodriguez. Olivia's oh, I missed it. Oh, no, it's okay, so many mistakes. That was honestly great. Both of them. Because, yeah, correct. Pisces son Joe with the, for the Pisces fifth house. And we we out here in the dating. Yeah. So, um. With that excellent, I'm sorry it I was, fumbled no, it. It's okay because again, I'm so sorry. We're in, we're in that, we're we're drudging, y'all. I don't even, I don't even know how to fully explain it, but we are fully dragging ourselves through these Taurus 12th house transits for our Gemini rising selves. So we are, we're playing, we're like catching up the brain to the to everything else. But for people who are listening, Shannon, to kind of describe them, because you know, only Gemini risings right now are going through a 12th house transit. With yes. Uranus in the twelfth house, um, Sun still in our twelfth house. Can you describe like, be, and we'll cover Olivia Rodrigo, and I will pin it in my brain that we are segueing to Olivia Rodrigo, <laughs> but just to describe, um, just kind of describe and give context, especially for some of our newer to astrology listeners, but big fans of Taylor. Uh, yeah. So. Every generally, like if you look at your chart, you know, you have the 12 houses, all different houses. Uh, each time you're having a different season, and this is like talking about transits, I'm not talking about a natal chart, y'all. I'm talking about transits. So, it depending on whatever your rising sign is, all your houses are set up in order. And so, for us, 12th house is in Taurus because we are Gemini risings. The 12th house is the sign right before your rising sign. Um, when the sun is in that sign, so when you're having whatever, whatever, so for instance, as we said, Taurus season, it's Taurus season. When your sun is in that sign and the planets kind of trail the sun, AKA Mercury, Venus, like everything kind of follows, right? When those are happening, those transit seasons are happening, it kind of feels like that theme of that house is being illuminated a little more because the sun is literally a light that is 
shining onto whatever house it's falling it's it's transiting through and is bringing up themes from that area of life so that being said 12th house taurus and our taurus season transits we currently have sun uh we have been freed from mercury and venus transits through our 12th but we still have uranus hanging on not fun uranus has been in there for quite a while so we're getting a little i feel like i'm used to that i don't even know what that is anymore but Mm -hmm. as for the rest of the 12th house transits it's just like when you're going through whatever your 12th house is you know when you're going through 12th house shit it's just like you are sleepy you feel like your brain is more active in like dream world or meditative world or like something where you're not here or you're just like out of it or it's like or things that are coming up that are like this is gonna sound so dramatic but like you know your deeper fears are being illuminated you're having these moments of like anxiety or it's all this shit that's just uh, it's just like not it's not super fun. It's not super fun. Okay. It's just not like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, it's exhausting though. Like literally I'm just tired. Like if it, like the sleeping, that's the reason 12th house is so good about sleep is because all this other stuff is happening and it's just so nice to be like, actually sleeping is better. <laughs> yeah. I feel like for me, my sleep schedule has been wrecked. Like it's Same. like every time I, I think we were, we were talking about it before, before we started recording, but like for me, it's like my mind is like so out of it that I'm like, I need to go to sleep. But the minute I lay down and I try to go to sleep, that's when my brain like lights up and is like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I, it's, <laughs> I'm just nodding along listening to you because yes, you are saying every single thing Words. that I've been thinking about, like how I last night I slept like shit. And I was just lying there thinking about nothing. Like, I can't even remember what I was thinking about. Yeah, like, I've accidentally been up till like 5 a.m. And then I had to go like work and be online by like 9.30. And I was just like, what is happening? Yeah. Why? Why uh, are we up? Like, stop. <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah, so long story short, folks, that's why Shannon and I are a little more low energy for this yeah, episode, we're just but it. we'll be fine. We'll yeah, be we're fine. we're so close to Gemini season. It's like so close. So Once it's Gemini season, I mean. Also, we're hanging on that anoretic degree of Aquarius right now. We are like so close to Jupiter and Pisces. It's going to Less feel- than 24 hours. Yeah. Speaking of Pisces. I know. So speaking of Pisces, we are now coming back to Olivia Rodrigo. So I've also so what is Olivia Rodrigo? What is it like to be mom's favorite? Because guys, yesterday Olivia and Taylor finally met in real life. Olivia is the Swifty that got to meet Taylor. It's like every Swifty's dream, you know? Like and it was actually really funny. I was seeing um like (laughs) first of all stands on twitter are so unhinged the <laughs> the the fireside our, our podcast twitter we take advantage of the fact that you know it's kind of like it's kind of where swifties live a lot like the most because mm-hmm. it's the because it's the constant updates right of taylor's chaos um but i saw the replies to like the olivia tweet and people were just like oh my god i bet that she just like 
laughed and screamed and tried to run away. And Taylor just held her in her arms and hugged her. It's like people are just like projecting all this funny stuff, but they don't even realize how much those projections are like literally dead on to the astrology. I mean, just first off, the photos that they posted together are just so cute. cute. So cute. Like, I mean, it's like peak adorable little like, you know, oh, we got their peace sign and our little funny faces. But then they're just like, like it, it's like, you know, I feel like what's nice about this and maybe this is also that Mars transiting over Taylor's Chiron, but like this kind of idea of like she's just like being a kid you know she's just like doing like eh, like funny little poses with a teenager with a 17 year old like yeah I feel like that's like I feel like Taylor had so much fun at the Brit Awards I think so too she was just hanging out with all literally just hanging her out with all friend. her buds and her all buds. the cute little all the cute little babies that she's been uplifting throughout quarantine and you know, sharing their music. I literally could not imagine. I would shit myself if I were Olivia Rodrigo noticing Taylor Swift sharing my music. Yeah. I'm Olivia. Sure I mean, that's my baby. I say that's my baby and I'm so proud. Like, <laughs> thanks, mom. <laughs> I'd flip. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so Olivia, we have her chart because, yes. yeah, we got to wh- – wh- why Why are they so drawn to each other? What is their yeah. similarity of a vibe? Well, okay, so for listeners who want to follow along, Olivia Rodrigo was born Thursday, February 20th, 2003. (laughs) Similar to the Heim sisters, she was born in California. However, she was born in Temecula, California. Um, We do not have a birth time as well, but Heim sisters, we know you love astrology. We know you know your rising signs. Um, Just like confirm. And Olivia- You're Gen Z. I also suspect you know you're rising. Bio, so just confirm her bio with us. on Instagram is spicy Pisces. Yeah. Olivia. Like Olivia. she knows her char- she knows her rising sign. Do My you think they know Taylor's rising sign? Shut up. Don't even <laughs> I know we said I can't even think about it. La 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 la. You know we said <laughs> that we can we will not accept any rising unless it comes from the Swiftian estate. But if but it came from either Olivia or the Heim sisters, I would, in, I would believe it. I absolutely include Heim in the Swiftian estate. Would okay. you uh, include Olivia? Olivia is like an inheritor. I feel like she's getting in there. Like, like yeah. she's she's getting in it. But the Heim is like sold. You know, they're like yeah. her friends. Whereas Olivia will always be – the younger one that she's helping, whereas yeah. whereas all the Heim sisters are like of of Taylor's age, so they're a little more on her level, and they've all also saved Collapsed for a lot of. They've all hit their Saturn returns, just like Taylor. So anyway, uh, Alana, bless up because we're going with it through it with you. Um, oh, also, listeners. As Shannon and I were like going over show notes, we did have a joke because I discovered the Vice article that confirmed that the Heim sisters are really into astrology. And yes. at one point, and we've joked a couple of times on this pod and privately that like, Taylor Swift, do you have an astrologer? And so like, we were just like, what if it's the Heim sisters who are like <laughs> being Taylor's personal astrologer? Honestly, if anyone is Taylor's astro- astrologer, it's fucking SD. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I believe that. Like, I would believe that Pisces with the Mercury retro, like all that. Yeah, I firmly would believe the Taurus moon. Pisces sun Taurus moon is literally like, yeah. I believe. That. I love it. I just like believe. Oh my god! So anyway, okay, so yes, time sisters, confirm your chart. Also, Olivia, confirm your chart. We know you Give know, and if you happen to know Taylor's rising, <sighs> confirm as well. Just like. Also, whisper wow. the secrets into the universe. This chart, this chart is look at these little look at these just like these her chart is interesting to me. It's like whose chart? Um, couple, Olivia's? Oh, Olivia, Olivia's. Uh, it's okay. like a little this little couplings. Look, it's got she's got Mars conjunct Pluto and Sag. She's got Venus conjunct Chiron and Capricorn. She's got Neptune conjunct Mercury in Aquarius and she's got Sun Antitia conjunction, sun in Pisces, close, super close to her Aquarius Uranus. Holy shit, she was close enough to being Aquarius or Uranus Pisces. That's how young she is. Wow, that's messing with my brain. Um, yeah. And, but that's wild to me that like, and then, so then moon and Libra, Leo, Jupiter, Saturn, Gemini, and then a north node also in Gemini, but far enough from the, from the Saturn. But oh, and her Saturn is retrograde, as is her Jupiter. I can't. Also it. has a grand trine similar yep. to Alana. Yep. Such a privilege. A grand. She has a grand air trine, which tracks moon. for her. Yeah, Moon Saturn, Moon Saturn trine, and those two also trine Uranus. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that this. Le- Leo Jupiter is star power and the fact that it opposes her Neptune and Mercury makes a lot of sense as to why she's a singer. And also Mercury Neptune is big singing energy to me. It's like that glamorous singing voice. And that's why she, oh God, that deja vu video mm-hmm. is like peak Mercury Neptune conjunction. Yeah. Like the, the, the you get deja Mm-mm. and then the same with the uh that Be- bella venus and capricorn girl mm-hmm. but going back song. but a point i'd like to make for the mercury neptune con- um yes connection is also when you think lyrically like she never comes out and says like this song is about josh bashett or whatever yeah. it's always these little sprinkles like remember the yep. the like driver's license conspiracy when it came yeah. out and everyone's just like I think it's about blah, blah, blah. And then, like, that blonde girl, like, I yep. think it's about Sabrina Carpenter. Oh, it, um, yep. And then it happens again in Deja Vu. She says, um, do you almost call her by my name? Because they kind of do sound the same. Another actress. I hope I wasn't just your type. God, literally another actress. Like, yeah. And then the – I also think that this – it's very much – venus chiron too of of like this energy of like feeling super anxious in those relationships with like well is someone else better than me especially capricorn who feels like they have to work to be the best like mm-hmm. we are capricorn venus we are a very underrated venus placement because but like i'm yeah. thinking of my young self when i had my like my baby capricorn like 17 capricorn venus me 17 year old me Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about like how how much more chaotic I was in this way, but in the same way, like but this Chiron connection though is like she's feeling these insecurities and also her 
inner child, which is kind of now, like think about it. She's a 17 year old. So she's yeah. just kind of closing out the stuff that she's going to be dealing with as her adult inner child healing which is conjunct venus aka her big debut is the fact that it was connected to all this weird love triangle shit like mm -hmm. it's wild how it's like you can see it with teenagers and kids it's almost like you can see the thing they're gonna end up needing to deal with later wow mm -hmm. love also i just oh and also libra moon Libra Moon. The fucking Mar uh, uh, Josh Bassett has Libra Mars and uh, so does Sabrina Carpenter. So it's like. <laughs> and you had a really good guess on her rising sign. I think, and Shannon agrees with this theory, I think Olivia Rodrigo is a Libra rising. Um, that would put her yeah. moon on the ascendant and how like. I mean, she right now is – I read a YouTube comment and someone's just like, at 17, 18 years old, Olivia Rodrigo has made more observations and important – like really depicts the a breakup from a teenager's point of view in a way that I at like 45 or something years old was yeah. not – am still learning about – so, like, something about just, like, the emotional heart of her song and the way she's emotionally connecting with people as, like, the driving force of, like, how people perceive her in society. So yeah. that's my theory. Also, um, Olivia Rodrigo is so pretty. So I am always, like, anytime I see someone yeah. who I'm, like, like every, beauty comes also, in all shapes and form. But she is so – oh, sorry. Can I No, you're fine. Song? You're, you're okay. good. I – you're right. Yeah, beauty comes. She is very. She's fucking pretty. She, yeah, Libra beauty comes. All pretty. Okay. Yeah, we're saying it right beauty, now. Beauty comes in all shapes and forms, but Libra Venusian risings, risings in particular, just, like you think the stereotypically pretty. They have the look. They it's the look. I mean, that's that's why Venus people do better on Instagram. They just look yeah. so much better. That's the social media for them. That's the platform too, for them. You could totally see. Her being ruled by a Venus, though, because again, she's a if she's a Libra rising, she has a Venus in Capricorn, which is gives her that more like a little more darker look. Like she's got the darker hair, the darker eye. Like she's got all that, and then also just that very like like uh she's kind of got the 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 cheeky. Like I just I could see that. Also, every Capricorn ever has long brown hair. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! But if we make her a Libra rising. Libra rising, Libra would be the first house. Second house would be Scorpio. Third house would be Sagittarius. That would mean her Venus is a fourth house Venus, just like Taylor's. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about <laughs> how that is one of the only, like, I'm trying to, like, I'm, as far as thinking of her chart ruler, like, as far as – because this is kind of – everybody, if you are unsure of a rising sign or you don't have a birth time or you have someone you don't know with a birth without a birth time or whatever, the best way, in my opinion, astrologer's opinion, to guess – other than like there's there, – there are lots of very intense ways via chart rectification and all sorts of stuff. But like the basics of guessing are trying to guess by the chart ruler of what the, the thing. So – because we have all the planets there pretty confirmed. So it's like, all right, now we need to guess like what sign is 
what side is this person ruled by? So that's where I'm thinking with with Olivia. I don't see her being ruled by Mars conjunct Pluto. I don't see her being ruled by I could okay, I could see her being ruled by Mercury conjunct Neptune, but I can't see her as a Gemini or Virgo rising. Like I mean maybe Virgo, but I don't know. I don't know her personality other than her some of her music and stuff. I don't know her just like general personality enough to make yeah. firm guesses on the Merc- Mercury because maybe she is quirky vibes like Gemini Rising. But I feel like the other thing I'm thinking is that she could be a Scorpio Rising like Taylor because the way that they both talk about this like this the like <laughs> uh. T- Olivia sings all the songs about like the secret stuff. Like she sings, like she covers Cruel Summer. Like she um, has, and then she has Libra Moon. And I could kind of see her having a Libra Moon in the 12th. But again, that would then mean her, she's ruled by a Sag Mars. And that would be in the second half. Well, Mars conjunct Pluto in the second, maybe. It's like the only other thought that I have, really. Because otherwise, I'm pretty much with you. On Venus. I mean, really. you said her Insta bio is Spices Pisces, a spicy Pisces. So, what would make a Pisces spicy? It's some kind of a Scorpio or some kind of an Aries. It's yeah. some kind of a Mars influence would Good make us. So, I'm thinking I could see a Scorpio rising. I then question would it be an Aries rising? Because that would put the moon in the seventh house. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the, the chart that you have with yeah, so, um, like this. So I'm looking at like, could this chart be it? Mars, Pluto in the ninth, Venus, well, well, Venus conjunct Chiron in the tenth, and her first debut was about her breakup, breakup. And triangle, and Mars, Pluto in the ninth, and she literally just grabbed the fucking industry by the balls and was like, LOL. Oh, man. Is she chaotic enough to be an Aries rising? Someone needs to confirm with me. But also, pseudo confirmed. Do sudden Pisces in the 12th and you you get deja vu when she's. (laughs) I'm so excited for. So, first of all, we might have more guesses by the time the next song comes out this Friday. Um, Mm -hmm. And, but anyway, that being said, wow, we've talked enough about her. Wow. But as for Taylor. Another yes. son, another Pisces son in the fifth for in Taylor's fifth house. The um twenty two degree Mars. And wait, this is so similar to uh Danielle or not yeah. Danielle uh SD Sag mm-hmm. Mars conjunct Taylor's son. Mm-hmm. And Capricorn, I mean Capricorn to Venus conjunct what Taylor's got. Oh, wait. I forgot you had the Sinistry chart. I just scrolled down a little Yeah, I did. Can I tell you my favorite thing from yes, the Sinistry chart? Taylor Saturn is applying to Olivia's Capricorn Venus Chiron conjunction. Yep. Wow. And how Taylor is like the teacher for Olivia's art. What do you That think? is my favorite thing. Because do you think Taylor Saturn- Swift – hmm? Do you think Taylor Swift gave Olivia like advice about – the the breakup jot like the the boy thing like oh i i have zero <laughs> doubt like i remember seeing maybe not necessarily on on the breakup but maybe more so navigating yes. it 
I because I remember seeing like an interview a while back. I forget who it is. This was like pre-reputation in the 1989 era, like during that time. And someone was just like, everyone needs to listen to Taylor Swift's guide to navigating the music industry talk or something. And it was like every woman or something. It was some someone made an offhand comment in an interview being like, Taylor Swift knows how to navigate the music industry and like she knows how to do everything. And love her. I like in the context of Olivia, I can totally, totally see her being like, hey, someone who made who also was known for writing some incredible breakup songs. Here's how here's the the tough lessons I had to learn. Because I do not see like Taylor Swift, her chart. And just like what we've observed from her, Taylor Swift is not someone who believes that just because I suffered, you should suffer too. We see that in her moon Jupiter Chiron conjunction in the ninth house opposite her Saturn and Mercury in the third house where she's and the way that her like the way and just the way she's like approaching like fighting for um, for musician rights and like her masters and everything like she and like. Olivia later confirmed that she retains ownership of her masters in inspiration from Taylor Swift fighting for her masters. Like that's why I do not like Taylor Swift does not strike me as someone who's like, I suffered. So you should suffer too. Like that is not the vibe or just the documented behavior we have seen from her. Yeah. And so that's why that's what, that's how I could see that kind of vibe. Yeah, I agree. I feel like, um, because of the specific that moon Saturn opposition is what, like you said, what does it? Because I feel like a Capricorn Saturn alone without mm-hmm. a lot of other things aspecting it, especially something as sensitive as the moon, literally, um, I feel like that changes the way it goes like because some because yeah some some people are super tough love and they go through their Saturn return and they're like whatever good luck like mm, like but, but yeah on your face <laughs> taylor also like let's be real fucking sagittarius is we love to give advice to help people out to move things forward to help people just get over something i mean shit sagittarius is love to just be like next like no let me help you let's go let's let's push it like mm-hmm. so anyway i i think Yes, that she, that Taylor is this very Saturn figure for, um, mm-hmm. for Olivia, especially because Olivia Saturn is in Gemini. Also, I realize Olivia is having a no, her first nodal return right now, of course, because she, which she's hitting it big. Um, but that node falls in the eighth house. Uh, or Taylor's eighth house. And again, she's in that eighth house perfection year where the nodes are also transiting her eighth house. So it's mm-hmm. like, because again, nodal return for Olivia. So that's a very much connected. Also, um, uh, the Olivia's Mercury Neptune conjunction is really cl- is between, but pretty close to Taylor's North node. And it's just yeah. like, Taylor is really trying to like, I want to uplift this girl. This great little singer, great singer. And yeah, again, that Mars Pluto conjunction exact on Taylor's son is big time. Like that's like this. 
this chart screams what's it like to be mom's favorite like seriously (laughs) wait something going back to eighth house that eighth house pointing because i totally did not realize that olivia rodrigo is going through a nodal return this is taylor's eighth house year um eighth house perfection year this is also like something i'm now noticing is olivia rodrigo is like almost like the benchmark to Taylor of like her musical legacy because eighth house is other people's resources and like dealing with other people. And in this case, like it's Taylor seeing how her career has inspired other people. We talk about it in the ninth house better, but I think because uh, Olivia has specifically cited Taylor as like a major resource, a major inspiration for her music. I think this could fall into the eighth house domain of like other people's resources. But I also, I mean, we talked about it in, um, in a previous episode about how like fifth house is all about creativity. And like when we were approaching our perfection year, we saw a lot of readings about like, Oh, this is time. You'll probably have children. Olivia's son falls in Taylor's fifth house. (laughs) And she is literally Yes. Musical offspring. One of Taylor's offspring. Like I'm just now realizing you are right. This is the chart. Uh this is this sinistry is like, what's it like to be mom's favorite? Like this is if Olivia were Taylor's literal child. Like if this if this was a child that Taylor had birthed, this is a chart that I would look at the sinistry of them and be like, Oh yeah, you're your mom's favorite. Like Mm -hmm. which yes, everybody, you can do that if you have slept on sinistry for people that aren't romantically involved with you get off you you better start running sinistry for your friends your parents your pets i mean shit if you've got a chart for them run it the sinistry it's fascinating to see how sinistry plays out without romance involved yes sinistry i feel like um in the more popular context people always default to romance which is also follows with how society over emphasizes on just romantic relationships and doesn't really yeah. talk about like platonic fulfillment or platonic relationship familiar relationships so sinistry like Jan- like Jan and I have like some of my favorite things to do is sinistry readings between family members and friends oh. and also getting some context and also oh so many family so much learning is insane Friend mm-hmm. sinistry is so good because it really does help you just be like, why is it that every time I hang out with this one friend, I feel like this? And that could that this could be any emotion, like, or yeah. any weird anything. And you're like, well, there's this, 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 or this in the chart. And it makes sense that this kind of is a funny little like yeah. Anyway, it's mm-hmm. fascinating. I so- have a friend from college where we people always forgot that he and I were literal best friends since the first day. Like he was one of my first friends from college. Like we had freshman, we had a freshman class together and we were always, but like the way we presented people did not understand how we could be friends. He was a jazz major. I was a very uptight classical major, like did not make sense. But then I looked at our charts. We, he was a, he was a airy sun He's an Aries sun, Scorpio moon, uh, Libra rising. I'm a Sag sun, Pisces moon, Gemini rising. Like all of our, like our charts were so similar, except you just rotated it. We had so many trines in our synastry. And I was like, that's why even though we seem so opposite attract, 
we were not that opposite at the end of the day. So like, this is our little soapbox to be like, if you're just looking at synastry from a romantic context, explore why you're prioritizing just romance when using astrology and like explore, explore it. Explore hey, using astrology for other synastry reading opportunities. And hey, I get it. First reason, well, one of the first reasons I got into astrology at age 12 <laughs> was because <laughs> of crushes and all that. However, I did read a lot about Sagittarius. I was very interested in the fact that I was like, I immediately identified with Sagittarius. Like it was like light bulb. Were you a horse girl? Kind of, but not like really. I was a, I was like a horse adjacent girl. I had ridden horses Mm -hmm. on doing things, but not like a, not like for sport like I never did like a running around like a ring I never like jumped the stuff my mom did that though lol sack moon my best friend did that and my best friend in high school did that and she it's funny because she's a Scorpio rising with sag second house and uh it makes sense that she makes like she was actively making money off of horseback riding. wow <laughs> right so sag second but um so I was around horses a lot I do like horses but I never like did sport things with horses like a true horse girl or never owned a horse or you know what I mean yeah but I have ridden horses and it is fun and I've always enjoyed being around horses I think they're really cool animals definitely feel the connection so don't Mm -hmm. sleep on your little animal connection everybody um (laughs) but anyway back to Olivia is there anything else we want to say about Olivia because I feel like we hit a lot I feel like the synastry could be summed up at being what is it like to being mom's Favorite. Yeah, and also I'm just glad that she got to meet her. Oh, I know, Wait, living the dream. Because now I'm like, what were the transits of the time? Because it was what? So the Brit Awards, I'm trying to remember. Wait, scroll. Well, up. remember that it's in London, so it's five hours ahead. Well, I'm looking at the transits from the Brit Awards that you put. Yeah, that was just like for the day. But remember that like if you're trying to pick like an uh, what uh, what was rising for that hour? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm not thinking about rising signs. I'm just looking at the general transit. So, oh, wait. Mercury conjunct north node. So, Mer- Olivia's uh, – Mercury was conjunct Olivia's north node probably. And mm-hmm. Venus too was getting close. I'm looking at all of those transits. Also, Honest- listeners, mm-hmm. Shannon is snacking and I am so envious right now. I'm like I staring at the screen like – I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. (laughs) I literally love milk bars so fucking much. I don't even care that I'm saying it. They would just never like sponsor. (laughs) LOL. But it's okay. I know. It's not about the spawn. But look at how cute. Look at how cute their little packaging milk bar. It looks like this. (laughs) Like a little milk carton. Oh, Shannon. Anyway. All right. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so wow. continuing Astro on. Was lit, though. Yeah, yeah, Astro Take Us. This took way longer than we thought it was going to be. Know, we thought we were going to breeze through. We got we got we got distracted talking about Katy Perry. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Katy Perry. Like sometimes <laughs> I feel like there were a couple times we were just like, you know, and also having to explain why the vibe for this episode oh God, is a yeah, little right. weird. About Twelfth House. <laughs> yes. Okay. But, yeah. So moving on. To that concludes Astro Take Cast for April go. for May twelfth. Um, 
And now we're on to the main event of this episode, which is Hey, Steven. Yes. So uh, a little background about Hey, Steven. So Taylor wrote this song about Stephen B. Lyles from the country music duo Love and Theft, which was an opening act on her Fearless tour in 2008. She talked about it in an interview back in 2008 with this quote. This is a guy I had a crush on. I wrote about all these reasons he should be with me instead of other girls. This guy has absolutely no idea I had a crush on him. It's going to be kind of interesting when he finds out. Um, which, first off. Uh, was such a teenager. That whole yeah. that, that paragraph just screamed teen girl to me in the best way. This is not a shade. I, again, we are never shading teen girls on this podcast. Um, no. But like never. That, that statement is just. Uh, he had no idea, and it's going to be like super interesting when he finds out. He because Tee. I'm writing a song about it. Well, um, she <laughs> apparently sent him a text message when the album came out, saying, "Hey, track four. and then he just sent her a long email saying, "Oh my god!" <laughs> wow, she is she's so chaotic. God, <laughs> I mean. Not the shade as Sagittarius is, but like oh, I've done, yeah. I pulled some very chaotic was, stuff on my crushes. That is exactly something I would do. Like it's that is also that's why I'm I saying do. it's. I'm, that's why I almost just scoff so hard. It's like Taylor just. I would have done it too. I would have done. I would have said the exact thing. Hey, I've four. done some chaotic things for my crushes that I'm just kind of like, oops, <laughs> aren't they so charming? You should be with me instead of other girls. <laughs> Yeah, li- of course, the <laughs> hidden message was just loving that. Yeah. Um, and then it's cute, too, because then, like, with the re-record, someone asked her, like, what what were some of your favorites to re-record? Um, and Taylor revealed in an interview with radio host Katie Neal with this quote, um, the way I loved you and Hey, Steven were always low-key favorites of mine and favorites mine songs to sing live they were just they're so much easier to sing now to kind of talk about how like yeah taylor's voice has grown and aged like fine wine since you know her fearless days to the fearless taylor's version days yeah um yeah so that's a little background on the song um quick pulse check on where taylor was when this song originally came out she was in her seventh half perfection year is there anything you want to cover shan for the seventh half perfection year i mean just another uh romance a boy a boy that she's crushing on um and i you know just the refresh you know that her Seventh House is Taurus in our the chart we use. Uh, we have Ven- uh, ruled by Venus. Her Venus is in the fourth house. So um, very much, you know, the energy of the crush that she again yeah, just wants to pine after. And uh, yeah. yeah, but let's. I look. oh, before we get into the charts, though, I would also like to point out that like. The one of my favorite parts about it being so teenage girl about this crush and teenage girlhood is that like there's not a lot 
that happened. Like, it's not like he took her out on a lot of dates with a full-blown relationship. Like, which as a teenage girl, you don't need. You You don't don't need. need. You literally need a single crumb. You need like like, one oh, he held the door for me. Glance. Yeah. Like, oh my yeah. God, he touched my hand when he handed me the guitar or something just so simple. Like, oh, he listened to Mike check and like oh, told me I sounded good. Yeah. He was like telling me that I sounded super good. Yeah. He liked, he said that he liked my outfit for the stage that night. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, just so innocent, which like, I like not to jump ahead and think about like, past me but I'm like yeah like I'm so glad I had harmless crushes especially people because like we um we know to try he's a little bit older than her but like like just an innocent crush and it's yeah. left at that just innocent you know it's funny I actually, all right well speaking of innocent mm-hmm. crushes really quickly I actually reunited with one of my early high school innocent crushes and Stop. yeah it's actually very fascinating because she's out as a trans uh tr- trans femme person now uh not like non-binary but uses they she pronouns so it's it's mm-hmm. fascinating because it's like wow shannon you've been gay but it is interesting <laughs> to talk about it because this like she was one of my very like original innocent crushes where nothing like not a lot happened like she, you know, she and I went to winter formal together our freshman year and like slow danced. And like I remember being like, please kiss me, please kiss me, please kiss me. And like <laughs> since then, like it never happened though, like not, nothing. And it's like, so and yeah. then and then she moved, then she moved schools. So like it was freshman year was it, and then it was so good. It was just like the quick innocent crush. But I remember pine. I was pine pined. Yeah, and she was in my line class. Oof. So it was just it was so funny how it happens. Like yeah, it doesn't have to be much, just enough to pine. Yeah, just like I mean I pine. Taylor loves to pine. <laughs> yes, she yeah, loves she does. <laughs> So speaking of pining over over an innocent crush, I have pulled up Stephen B. Lyles. Yes, the muse for Hey Stevens birth chart. Um, this is literally how we're so unhinged, and I love it. Yeah, I mean we'll primarily stick to public figures. Yeah, yeah, we're not gonna um, like be super creepy people, but like, yeah, you're public yeah. out there. If you're out there, if your if your birthday is Googleable or it's on your social media account, which is public. Is, is game over. Sorry, it's game over. Yeah. No one is safe. Yeah, and Stephen B. Lyles from Love and Theft, yeah. easy to find. Famous enough. Um, famous enough that it took two seconds in Google. But Stephen B. Lyles was born Tuesday, January 24th, 1984 in Palm Harbor, Florida. Five years um, older than her. Yeah, so a little older. It's like classic. It was probably like classic high school girl crushing yeah. on a college boy. Also, well, she was if, she, if it was during the Fearless Tour, she was 18, so she wasn't yeah. old enough to date older. But it's so funny because, again, we know her – we know her history with older men. We know her Saturn ruled Venus. But this was this was pre the older men, though. Oh, I this know. This was but, like this oh, is I know. the edge of childhood. But that's what I'm saying. It's like it's we know her. So not history from this point, her history, but like current. Sorry, yeah. yeah. But, but 
like we know how 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 about this we know how her dating older men unfolded further and Mm -hmm. i think it's interesting how this is kind of one of her like earliest boys who's like he's five years older than me (laughs) she's like really into it um we don't have a birth time, so we're not – no houses we could really do. We could have some suspicions, but, like, he's so nameless to me, I Shannon. Know I could what he looks like. Let me look him up. Yeah, I have, like, no frame of reference, um, but he was born in Aquarius season. He's an Aquarius sun, Libra moon. Don't know his rising, <laughs> so he um, – I'm sorry. I just looked at a picture of him. He looks like – he literally looks like if Tom Hiddleston and Joe Alwyn were the same person. Stop. <laughs> I'm, Stop. I now I'm not. looking him up. No, like just the photo that just immediately comes like this makes every bit of sense as to why she would crush on this. Wow. Guy. Like, do you he see? He looks it? like. He's cute. He also He's looks cute. like. Yeah, he also looks like this one. Um, he also kind of looks like Joe Jonas. Wow. Yeah, with the suit. He like with it's the, like, like his face. I mean, he's also a white man, so it's like <laughs> his face is just like blended of all of these other white men I'm naming, but like it is fascinating how this vibe, yeah, he looks like it. He also, also kind of looks like um for those of you who like to watch the Try Guys and that whole like their oh, little yeah. network of people, you know who he looks like? Chris Reinecker, who's like friends with Keith Hathersburg. So, um yeah. he kind of looks like Chris Reinecker a little bit. It's funny. Like I'm has looking- the it's the brown hair. It's the brown hair yeah. and the general shape of face. I'm looking at but- the picture of him from more of a time whenever like she would have been writing about him and oh my god, he's got that like weird faux hawk thing where the, the guys <gasps> the were little lifting flip. their hair the in the front. Flip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was she this <sighs> was a this was a type. This is a type. This was a type she of the has 2000s. a type. All right. Anyway, so anyway, great. back now, to the chart. I, yeah, now that I've seen his face, I can now put a face. We to the do chart. not know his. We do not know his ascendant. So just a refresh again, as we before we kind of went off the rails. Uh, Aquarius Sun, Libra Moon. Don't know his rising. Uh, Sagittarius Venus, uh, Scorpio Mars, and a Capricorn um, Mercury and a Capricorn uh, Jupiter. So, you know, general – and he's five years older than Taylor, so that's why some of, like, the Capricorn placements are shifted a little bit. Um, Yeah, and I mean, he still has SAG. Oh, his Saturn's in – And Neptune. Yeah, and his Saturn's in Scorpio. Yeah. So uh, just another chart that confirms to me that Taylor – has a Scorpio rising. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, let's look at the transits. So, yeah. What's hard, especially because there's not much we know about Stephen B. Lyles. Again, like sometimes the context is important when you look at someone's chart because there's just so much interpretation. Yeah. So, for the purpose of this exercise, we're going to do a synastry reading where Stephen B. Lyles is the transits to Taylor Swift to kind of see like what that's like. So, uh, my first thought, not to drive, but just drive. Uh, just a thing I've noticed right off the bat was Taylor and Stephen have a Saturn-Pluto conjunction. 
his Saturn is right on her Pluto and her and his um his uh his Mars is all he's also a Scorpio Mars which could help say the Scorpio placements are strong in this one Mm-hmm. And then his Libra moon falls in her 12th house and how she was secretly pining away from him. Just as how in what story, we saw, saw so too. much. Yeah, we saw all this like Libra, all these Libra placements because she's pining away. So I think I'm curious if we'll see a theme of something in her 12th yeah. house act- being activated. Um, I definitely, yeah, I immediately clocked the 12th house moon being like, yeah, or moon in the 12th. Being like, yeah, there it is, secret crush. But then at the same time, too, immediately clocked that Sun Venus conjunction, where it's like, again, just like a, she's just projecting her idea of this romance onto this man. Like his identity is her romantic fantasy, right? Mm, it, and it's a mutual, it's a mutual Sun Venus conjunction because yep. if you look at his oh. chart. But it's not as strong as her Sun Venus conjunction. Uh, it's a more looser one. Yeah, his Venus so, is further off, but it's still in Sag. Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's almost like like hers and, is wh- like she had way more stronger feelings. So probably he thought he was like, oh, no, he probably thought she was cute or something, but didn't think yeah. anything of it. But Taylor with the stronger Sun Moon conjunction took it an extra layer level up. Because yeah. they're both Scar- they're both Scorpio Mars, so it's fascinating to see. It's I'm I I that's I would chalk that up to be like, damn, she had also, she was the one with the stronger feelings. Honestly, I'm gonna say this right now. Thank God they didn't date this guy. The synastry with this stuff. Part of me just feels like is like fuck this would just, fuck boy like his chart itself like not. Steven, I'm sure you're fine. Uh, I'm sure you're not even giving a shit about listening to this. But like the and I'm also thinking of this person being young, like an Aquarius Sun, Sag <gasps> Venus, oh, Scorpio man. Mars, Libra Moon. Sa- like all of that is like ooh. As a Sag, she's been burnt by very yep. many Aquariuses. Um, it's this, this would have been bad. This would have been heartbreak for Taylor. This would have been really bad, and that well, again, and that Saturn Pluto conjunction would have immediately been like would have been a really shit relationship for her. But maybe, well, shit is a strong word, but it definitely would have been or like trans- very uh, big lessons. <laughs> yeah, a very important lesson. I feel like it pro- like if it had advanced in this alternate universe. <laughs> She probably would have gotten done. She probably would have suffered the same fate of many Sagittarius and Aquarius pinings. The Sag comes out of it with their feelings hurt, and the Aquarius is Mister Perfectly Fine. Literally, <laughs> exactly. I know Mister Perfectly Fine isn't about Stephen, but like yeah. maybe in Whatever. that alternate universe, it is. Well, um, and yeah, right. And I mean, she he has Chiron falls in her seventh too and he also has a gemini north node like and it's exact opposite her mars and ascendant wait that means his chiron is on her descendant no absolutely not i'm glad this was a quick just an innocent crush went nowhere yeah this is all it needed to be this is all it needed to be and i'm gonna say that and that's not on that (laughs) 
Yeah. So that's all we have on. That's the only thing I have for this chart was just like the sinistry reading and just getting yeah. to know the muse. Um, you know, this wasn't a radio single, so there's not really a yeah. lot we could do with like Much the chart casual. topping and stuff. So lyric here's time. my favorite game. It's the lyric time. <laughs> so um, you all know the rules. I'm going to read through each verse and I'm going to stop at the verse um, for Shannon and I to kind of do a little breakdown um, from a lyric analysis standpoint using astrology. So um, starting at the intro, I will try so hard not to sing, but she does all these cute little mm, mm, Yeah, mm, I mean, we can mm, – mm, 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 Which – It's fine. Just the a lot themes, of mm. something I feel like just in general from the vibe of the song is she's like someone who's like, I'm going to get that cookie from the cookie jar. Like between the mm, 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 and then she's just like, like I can't yum. help myself. Like yep. in general, that is like the image in my head. She's like, I just can't help myself. I just have such a crush. I'm going to get that cookie. Um, okay. First one. Hey, Steven, I know looks can be deceiving, but I know I saw a light in you. And as we walked, we were talking. I didn't say half the things I wanted to. Of all the girls tossing rocks at your window, I'll be the one waiting there even when it's cold. Hey, Steven, boy, you might have me believe in I don't always have to be alone. All right. Strong first verse. Strong first verse. I, um, there's a lot, though, going on that I immediately am like, especially after the sinistry, I love this because it's like having a direct sinistry kind of almost makes these lyrics – the on the nose later, like kind of more fun to play. Like, so I know looks can be deceiving and we've got that Scorpio rising. It's just like, I, and both of them mutual, all those mutual Scorpio placements between them. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, I know I saw a light in you. It's a yeah. sun Venus conjunction. Oh, God. Bravo. And Venus. And <laughs> um. As we walked, we were talking. I didn't say half the things I wanted to. Well, and it's funny. Natural both, crush, tongue tied. And Ooh, also sorry. they both have – oh, you're fine. Yeah, natural crush. But like the crush of Naya, not getting in to say everything. But look at how they both have – they almost have an exact Mercury conjunction. One degree off. They and never so I, stop talking. I was going to say, or maybe one of them – wait, is his Venus – I mean, his Mercury is the one degree before hers. Maybe he talks more. <laughs> She's like, I didn't get – let, <laughs> let me talk. Let me talk. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's, that's a great interpretation because I would be like, oh, they must like talk all the time. But like – Or he was talking too much and she's just staring at him like a little lovesick teenager. Yeah. Oh, and that's – um, I yeah. As we walked, we were talking. I didn't say half the things I wanted to. And then here's a peak Aquarius Venus lyric: Of all, all the, the girls, girls tossing rocks at your window, I'll be the one waiting there, even, even when, when it's, it's cold. cold. Like, not only is it the Aquarius Venus, like I'm not like other girls. It's also the Saturnian reminder that, like, yeah, but I'm in it for the long run. Saturn is a cold planet. <laughs> oh wait stop literally <laughs> oh 
Oh, man. But um, also, though, the rocks at your window theme is mm-hmm. that. Like, this is a common. She loves this one. So we're going to have this, you know, I feel like I should, I want to know. I have window as one of my words on my tally uh, because I know she talks a lot about windows on this album. But um, yeah. the throw your, throwing the rocks at the window is also a consistent theme. Like, she loves to bring up. So I, love I think that that's just here. such a teenage image yeah, of, of like throwing rocks. Have you ever thrown rocks at someone's window? No, I would be afraid of breaking it. Breaking it. <laughs> me too. Me too. Me too. It's got to be like the, the little tap of the pebble and you got to get it right on the edge of the – it's like the, the corner. It's not the wind. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm too clumsy. I would have oh, broken same. something. <laughs> but anyway, I'll be the one even there. Everyone's cold and then, hey, Steven, boy <laughs> – you might have me believing I don't always have to be alone. That's another sun Venus moment for me because Aquarius Venus is also, again, those loner types of like, maybe I'll be alone forever, like, or not. And same Sagittarius too is just like, maybe I'm alone forever. Mm-hmm. Mm. Damn. Okay. So All on right. to the chorus. Because I can't help it if you look like an angel. Can't help it if I want to kiss you in the rain. So... Come feel this magic I've been feeling since I met you. Can't help it if there's no one else. Mm, I can't help myself. Like it, it the, the like the, the the teenage lust in this song. Yep, it is deep. Uh, also, here we go. On I got angel tally. I got a rain tally. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's um, so good. Yeah. Uh, I love this come feel this magic I've been feeling since I met you and the Scorpio Mars like mutual Mars situation they have there the again both the sun Venus the mutual sun Venus conjunctions make a lot of sense for why it immediately like lit her up but then it's like god this is one of those classic charts where it's like you see it for a minute and you're like oh my god how cute look at those like little sun Venus conjunctions then you look at the rest of it and you're like oh but that would be like a (laughs) That relationship yes. would be a lot. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why yeah. it was a flutter of a crush. <laughs> Love to see it. Sometimes the astrology – astrology doesn't always predict. Sometimes the events just write itself and the astrology just reflects what's going on. Works it out. Yeah. All right. So moving on to the next verse. Hey, Stephen. I've been holding back this feeling, so I got some things to say to you. <laughs> I've seen it all, so I thought, but I never seen nobody shine the way you do. The way you walk, way you talk, way you say my name. It's beautiful, wonderful. Don't you ever change. Hey, Steven, why are people always leaving? I think you and I should stay the same. Man, I This is teenage crushhood. Yeah, but I'm living for – so, again, these – this Capricorn Mercury, I've been holding back this feeling, Capricorn Mercury op moon, opposite moon, um, because the Capricorn, the Mercury, the Saturn influence is keeping. So when Mercury and Saturn are connecting in a chart, be it conjunction, opposition, square, like any of it, there mm-hmm. is always some kind of like slowdown. And it's not like slow, like sometimes it can be slow, like literally you know, stupid, like slow like that, but it's not usually like slow in that Mm -hmm. mind. It's like usually a slow 
process or maybe it takes a longer time. There's more thought and energy put into it or there's a lot of Saturn is just elongating it. So the fact that we've got this like I've been holding back this feeling. So I've got so I'm holding it back because Saturn is keeping my feeling back moon opposite Saturn. But I've now got some things to say to you because my Mercury is trying to have its moment. And I think that's very on the nose and then because then she does the same thing when you the way you walk the way you talk the way you say my name it's just like the the scorpio mars in her first is the way you walk right like just the way that he moves and exists but the way you talk and say my name is just capricorn mercury in her third house feeling so familiar mm-hmm. Ugh, it's like this whole this whole verse to me is just giving me so much capricorn mercury also the I'm I'm zeroing in on the final two lines. Hey, Stephen, mm-hmm. why are people always leaving? I think you and I should stay the same because they met on tour. So like the why are people always leaving is like because whoever's her opening act doesn't stick around oh. the whole time. And then also he has a Sag Venus, if I'm not correct. So he's like, like he's like going to wander around. And so it's that – so. Like people are always leaving, but then it's also like his Sag Venus versus her ca- her Aquarius Venus because the Sag Venus is like gonna fly and do whatever. Like Sag Venus is the ones like most likely to just go off and do their own thing and come back. Um, versus like her Aquarius Venus is like I want things to stay the same. Yeah, I want us to be consistent. I want yeah. you to stick around for me. Like, who will stay? As she like talks in the Archer, like skipping mm-hmm. a, a couple couple years from now, mm-hmm. she'll be like, mm-hmm. yeah, she'll see like all um, who will stay, who I will stay, who could, ever leave could me, darling, stay. but who would stay? Yeah, who could ever leave me, darling? Who? Wow, who that's could dramatic. Stay? Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Um, wow. I love it. Again, love these it. are also the, my favorite moments on the podcast with you when you pull some lyric from like the future Taylor and I'm just like. <laughs> um, another though too that I know thing I noticed is the yeah. I never seen nobody again. The, I never seen nobody shine the way you do more sun Venus. Like I, this is a sun Venus anthem. Yeah, it really is. It makes so much sense. And also, well, and even the like back to this because the next chorus, I can't help but look like an angel, like the sun, like sun, (laughs) like she just thinks he shines, like she's obsessed with. And I mean, as someone like he's older, he's he's her opening act. So she gets to like watch him before she goes out on stage. Um, She's probably just like she like. I did this. I would see people that I would be like, I don't know if I have a crush on you or if I just want to be like you. Hmm. I mean, you know? yeah. I mean, it's like a work crush. Hmm. So she I feel like, like that's also work, the like, work yeah, them? just like the adoration. Yeah. Oh my god, this is. Oh, you're right. This is the equivalent of Taylor having a work crush. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Aquarius, Saturn, <laughs> or Venus. We love to crush on people at work. Yeah, people, especially people who are good at their jobs. Oh, my God, yeah. And I mean, Ugh. a fellow musician, heck yeah, for that Mercury. Yeah. I mean, I made the joke on the past on the last podcast when we were talking about, like, what we were like in high school and college, and, like, I could not date 
anyone who I did not think was on par with me musically. Very snobby thing of young Emmy, of little Emmy back then, but it was a true observation. It's okay, little Emmy. We forgive you. Thank you. I'm learning to let that snobbery go. I feel like there's always a point uh, where we have – we all kind of have a snobby moment, I think. Every person, anyone. There's no person who's never not been somewhat of a like, I'm better than me. Like, no. But anyway, so, course. Um, do you want me to? Yeah. Um, and then I'll just go right into the bridge. Oh, yeah. Because well, we cover yeah, the chorus. It's the same chorus again. Yeah. 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 She doesn't do her Swifty and wordplay and change the chorus lyrics. Not in this one. Mm, um, I can't help myself. Because right. I can't help it if you look like an angel. Can't help it if I want to kiss you in the rain. So come feel this magic I've been feeling since I met you. Can't help it if there's no one else. Mm, I can't help myself. Mm. And then to the bridge. They're dimming the street lights. You're perfect for me. Why aren't you here tonight? I'm waiting alone now. So come on and come out and pull me near and shine, shine, shine. Hey, Stephen, I could give you 50 reasons why I should be the one you choose. All those other girls, well, they're beautiful, but would they write a song for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're going to continue with the Aquarius Venus of it all. Just that I, last four lines was so Aquarius Venus. Honestly, for real, I could give you all, of course, are not like other girls, but it's like all of the – you know, the the listing, the Saturn ruled Venus and she has Saturn conjunct Neptune and Mercury, like all these things, like it's, it's like all interacting together. But even I just, again, with the shine and like a shine, 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 like it's so yeah. good. And it's really putting in perspective because I remember when I, before I looked at the chart and going through the lyrics, before we started recording this episode, I totally forgot how she makes an emphasis of how he's like so shiny and bright and like a star. And like I, because I feel like I was like, I don't really get why she thinks you're a shining star because Taylor, you're literally Taylor Swift. Like, but at this point, she probably was not feeling like she was, but wasn't feeling like super taylor swift yet you know yeah yeah which is wild to think i know that there was ever a time i know that she didn't um, literally run the music industry <laughs> yes um All okay right. to the chorus yep i can't help it if you look like an angel can't help it if i want to kiss you in the rain so come feel this magic i've been feeling since i met you can't help it if there's no one else Mm, I can't help myself. If you look like an angel, can't help it if I want to kiss you in the rain. So come feel this magic. I've been feeling since I met you. Can't help it if there's no one else. Mm, I can't help myself. And then the outro is just like, can't help myself. I can't help myself. Oh, oh. And then it's the mm, the intro mm, 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 mm. Mm-hmm. intro section is then the outro. So it's just like it's like a loop. It's so her crushing loops like oh my gosh! Imagine if it's you had this song on repeat without it never ends. Yeah, it would literally just return like 
re recycle re go over and over and over like this like cycle oh gosh so which is idiot. what we do with crushes yeah we just wow. cycle the feelings and the memories of them over and over and over and over again oh taylor you you, you writing one. minx i love you that. little minx um and i mean yeah gosh it, this i'm 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 definitely giving this that Sun Venus conjunction anthem. This 100%. It just like I know. that. And where? And well, so his Neptune is in Sagittarius. Oh, his Neptune is zero degree Capricorn. I thought it was said. But yeah, I just, this this whole situation is. You've convinced me, Shan, because I like going into this, I was like, oh, this is the peak, not like other girls anthem because of the whole like I'd like of all the girls tossing rocks at your windows, I'll be the one waiting there even when it's cold to like, hey, Steven, like all these girls are beautiful, but would they write a song for you? But talking to you, I'm like, holy crap, it's a lot of Sun Venus. Yeah, I feel like that element is like Taylor's going to have fearless in general has a big overarching i'm not like other girls energy like the entire mm -hmm. time whereas this specific song has so many references to just this the specific crush on this man who's gotten overtaking her and all this stuff so for sure not like other girls consistent but it's like man the amount of times we're talking about lights and shining it's like just so much sun energy like yeah all of the sun words um also i just giggle at the hey steven i've been holding back this feeling so i got something to say to you and yep. how they have a mercury conjunction but his is ahead oh shannon some of your picks your picks for this episode the your observations your lyrical observations Oof. have been fire wow thank you fire thank you thank you um so i am kind of compiling some of our contestants um, for our on the nose astrology. astrology. Um, I've got okay. The one the I think the peak, the peak of the peak, Aquarius Venus is going to be. Hey Stephen, I could give you fifty reasons why I should be the one you choose. All those other girls, well, they're beautiful, but would they write a song for you? <laughs> um, that's a pretty good one. But I do love too of all the girls talking about your windows. I'll be the one that you waiting there, even when it's cold. Is so oh, so good. Saturn. But again, this those both it's like those are the same. Like it's the same thing yeah. because it's so Saturn, it's so Capricorn, it's so on it right there. I guess it's a question of does the Aqua Venus win or is it the Sun Venus sinistry? It's a question of do we pick the winner based off of the sinistry of the subject or Taylor? Yeah, I think that. What are your thoughts? I mean, this is our pod, so we can make the I know, work. right? It's so tempting. I feel like when there's sinistry involved, we can take into account the sinistry, especially because but 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 use it in relation to Taylor's planet. Because I yes. still do think this is a very sun song, even for Taylor's son, because again, it's a mutual reception on that mm -hmm. uh sun Venus energy for both of them. So I think that it could track for both her son and her Venus. Like plus her son and her Venus is like not sextile exactly, but you know, close enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, because I think, what is your pick for Sun Venus? Well, the Sun Venus sinistry pick 
is probably the um I've seen it also I thought but I never seen the body shine the way you do and then the but the, the way you talk the way you walk the way you say my name is that mercury stuff because I do like the mercury energy the capricorn mm-hmm. mercury situation happening that yeah I've been holding back this feeling so I've got some things to say to you is probably my pick for on mm-hmm. the nose for her chart because that is peak capricorn mercury conjunct saturn like <laughs> <laughs> yeah your I analysis like that. of that was like work of art to watch i was like wow oh thank you go yeah. shining go opposite that moon all that stuff but yeah, yeah. i'm gonna give this one to you because you drove the bulk of the 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 astrology analysis for this so like yeah if you say your pick is hey steven i've been holding back this feeling so i got something to say to you like i'm game i do love though i love the aquarius venus potential i I mean i like that but it's okay because if you think about it we're gonna have we would have a lot to uh pick from with I think it's too Aquarius easy to go Aquarius Venus, Venus this yeah, early in the game. She's too so, easy. She's got so much happening with that. Yeah. Also, I think if we were to assign songs to all of this, this would be a Mercury song. I mean, a Mercury Saturn song. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, for sure, it's it's hard again, but it's also yeah. So, well, I guess it's yeah, Mercury Saturn song for her, but a Sun Venus song for the Sinistry. Yeah. 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 All right, so our on-the-nose winner is... Hey, Steven, I've been holding back this feeling, so I've got some things to say to you. Capricorn Mercury. Love to see it. Winner. (sighs) Love it. Winner. Love it. Love it. Wow. What a fun app. What a fun app. Do you have any love letters to yourself to a young Shaybell? Oh, for her crushes, know. especially the innocent teenage crushes. <laughs> what a, if you are comfortable sharing, what are some antics you pulled? Did you write a song and release it to the masses um, for your crush? So this was not in high school, like when this song came out, but in middle school. Actually, this was a common move. I love to do this. Wait, this is so Scorpio Mercury of me. I love to drop secret slash somewhat anonymous but some hints notes in lockers of people i liked oh my god you are so brave i was always so good about like getting out of class to go to the bathroom at the right time to like do it and like i knew the hallways and (gasps) yeah no i didn't i remember i remember being peak fearless baby I remember being peak peak Scorpio Mercury once and the guy that I put the note in for and this was in like eighth grade um the guy that I put the note in for I watched him open his locker and read the note did he make like a fun face like I'm always terrified that like I didn't have as much of a view of his exact face but he definitely like I mean, it went nowhere. Like, he didn't, yeah. you know. So it was a nowhere crush, but he was not – did not reciprocate, clearly. I also had zero reciprocated crushes in middle school, so it's Same. fine. Uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah. it was just funny because, yeah, I was always very much bold in those ways because for my thing with crushes 
I can't have them for long without getting like, bored. One, either well, getting bored, but not really getting bored. More of like wanting to do something. Like I either have a crush for a long enough time where I'm like, okay, this is gonna like I'm gonna try to make this happen, or I'm realizing it's a crush that's not gonna go anywhere. I'm over it. Like, yeah, I because I kind of I remember just being like I I would always. I just itch to talk to – I just itch to tell people. I itch to say things to people. Like I just want to fucking blur people out. I just want to say like I like you like I have a crush Mm -hmm. on you or whatever. And I've always been that way. But Mm -hmm. the Scorpio Mercury, especially when I was really young, had me – I definitely had a lot of like secret pine crushes. But a lot of them I would – I mean once I got to high school, it was always just like me trying to befriend people, which I shouldn't have done. I should have just fucking flirted with them like – the 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 fact that I'm such a flirt now and like such a person that people come to it for flirting advice, it, my high school self would never <laughs> ever believe me. Oh my gosh! But yeah, Damn. so that's that. But so my my love letter to myself is Shannon. You keep you know Shay Bell. You fucking keep sending those. You put you keep putting those notes in lockers. You're you're bold as fuck. And people, the amount of stuff that you did, I did like that just very upfront super like that's why when i started learning about astrology i was so connected i was like immediately when i read about sagittarius being blunt i was like oh my god really that's like in my astrology yeah. perfect yes. i was like yeah. <laughs> it was i mean and it's not the best obviously not the best way to go about things is being like yay like i can now be blunt with no consequences but it was more of like wow okay i just i got a lot of confirmation of like wow validation part of me yeah part of me yeah but yeah also i wouldn't have known to identify with anything else because i didn't know about moon and rising signs for the longest time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah anyway fun stuff what about you your record your your harmless crushes even though i've been, we've been dealing with a lot of crushes with you lately oh stop um what's well, funny like listening to you and how you would do something about it i would do something about it but it would be like kind of chaos when i would do it like i remember this one time i was like I would never do something like I would put a letter in someone's locker or anything, although that is the stuff of dreams. <laughs> I I was I would get- really annoying about the Pisces moon just feeling like I was in a movie all the time. Like especially <laughs> in high school, middle school, I was like, I'm in a teen movie right now. Well, Shannon, you're about to hear a story that'll make yes. you literally shriek because I also had the problem of seeing things as a movie. Oh um I mean, there's a whole there's a Taylor Swift song on Speak Now called if this were a movie. <laughs> so we're not alone. But um, I had a crush on an older boy in high school and he lived close to my – he was in marching band with me and he lived close to my house. So he he could drive. So I would sometimes get rides from him to go back to my – to go to my rides home because we lived near each other and so I like plotted I was like I'm gonna kiss him before um I'm gonna give him a kiss before uh like when he drops me off one day so I did but it was the most awkward (laughs) thing ever like it was such a failure because uh 
my dad was like in the there were people in the driveway at my house and like he wasn't expecting it and like literally I gave him a kiss and then we just stared at each other and went okay bye and then we (laughs) never talked about it ever again oh my gosh (laughs) literally like and then like I'm thinking of other crushes that I had in high school that like turned into like pseudo quote-unquote relationships but it was like two-day things and then like it was this very similar problem with you where I would be like okay I'm gonna do something and then like I would get bored in the relationship or just something I would just like a normal high school thing I've been like we're not together anymore um (laughs) which is always like but I would yeah like my flirting wasn't I don't know maybe like other people from those days could say otherwise but I wouldn't say I was like particularly bold but I did have some and I would and like people not in band I would crush on but nothing would come out of it because like my whole life was marching band and like yeah so there was no way like if you were in a marching band it wasn't gonna work yeah um but I would have these crushes on people um in marching band and I knew like I knew I think in an alternate life I would be a master manipulator because I knew the exact strings to pull to get that person to pay attention to me um, for better or for worse, uh, which is probably why a lot of a lot of specifically the girls did not like me <laughs> before that. Um, but hey, I think back to like hey, my hey, well, that's one thing I think we all both of us have in common with Taylor. Saturn ruled Venus growing up. Unfortunately, girls are not your Gonna like besties. Us. Yeah, like yeah, it took a while. Took took and a while. The girls to- that I was like close friends with were. Mm-hmm. pretty masculine and are all queer now so <laughs> yeah well most of the people i have questions on are now married <laughs> um but then i think back to like other crushes like i mean like i had crushes on like i had crushes on like the cute guy at like the cvs or like like a teacher crush and i'm i like i think back to that especially like in the state of like as things are coming out now and I'm like I'm so glad I had those harmless crushes and nothing came out of them like the people the older like college students and like the people that like I knew periphery that I had that like classic teenage girl crush on like they never did anything about it which I'm like you know as a teenage girl I was like man I wish they would like say they liked me back but as an adult woman I'm like oh what a blessing that I was able to have, have a crush on like an older person mm. and nothing came out of it. Like I had a crush on like one of my marching band techs and nothing came out of it. And that's great. Like yeah. it's amazing. That's amazing. So my love letter to little Emmy is keep having crushes, girl. It's okay. You know, I think, you know, we were mentioning how I had a lot of crushes earlier. Like, um, especially going through now, like I think something that I've lost in coming into adulthood is like when I have a crush on someone, it's like my relationship anxiety kicks in and I start like architecting like, okay, well, like how am I going to integrate you into the plant, into my life? How is this going to work? That I forget just the joy of being like, just enjoy flirting and having a crush on someone. And I hope I can like – get some of that sparkling joy of just having an innocent crush back. Yeah. From teenage. So to childhood Emmy, like 
keep on crushing and don't worry about the future just stay in the present and just like enjoy the little flirt like taylor swift didn't need that much from steven you don't need that much from from whoever you're harmlessly crushing on mm. and True. like just enjoy because crushes crushes are really fun like we got a bobo song from taylor swift because of a crush Honestly, it was such a good one that I think a lot of people, like she says, is one of her favorites to perform live. It was very fun to sing when mm -hmm. with our intro, even yeah. though it was so funny. I felt like my red, I could not hit some of those chorus notes. And oh, well, I hope you can hear my recording. I can't wait to hear. Yeah, we'll, we'll combine it. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> oh psh, whatever oh you're good but anyway uh, wow look at us with our little i love a harmless crush everyone's harmless everyone crush. needs a harmless crush nowadays every once in a while and it's fine it's, it's like fine. fine to not have things go places especially and too okay. and it's fine too like to not take a quote-unquote rejection as like a slight like taylor's just like you know, I kind of wish she would be mine, but also she probably was like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, like you're in Florida. <laughs> you're five years older than me. Like I'm – you're we're open, my opening band and now I'm way more famous than literally what is your band compared to Taylor Swift. <laughs> like, yeah. And not to say that now, but not that she would ever say that. But it's funny now that like I'm like, what is love and crap – what and like love and theft yeah. love and craft what was it love and theft love and theft oh see i got it. and taylor swift is taylor swift like <laughs> yeah you know it's but just hey, like steven will always be known and connected to taylor so shout out that sun venus conjunction i wonder if he's ruled by venus. what do you think he's ruled by do you have an idea on the ascended he's ruled by venus or his son I mean, that would put the shine, shine, shine even more if he was a Leo rising. If he was imagine? a Leo rising. He does but have wait. that Leo rising vibe of that, like, just like that golden boy vibe. Wait, but Shannon, if he's a Leo rising, that her puts his son on his descendant. And also her Venus is in his seventh. So it would just be yeah. very, yeah, this could try. Oh, man. Maybe he's Did a Leo rising. Did we figure it out? I mean. Whatever. We figured it's, it out. Uh, it's something to do with the sun <laughs> Venus. All right. We think he's a Leo rising. That's it. Done. Da -da -dum -da -dum. Done. We are brilliant astrologers. <laughs> Amazing. Do you, you, any last words before we do our classic sign off? Um, Other than, you know, following us on all the things and interacting with us on Twitter. We love Twitter the most. Uh, Twin We're fire signs. people. Twin fire underscore signs on Twitter at twin fire. Um, and, uh, shout out to my amazing freaking, freaking, freaking girlfriend, <laughs> Olivia. Sorry. I'm, I'm a little sleepy now. Uh, shout out to my girlfriend, Olivia, for being an amazing guitar player and plugging through learning all these songs for us because it is their own, uh, Saturn return is in the 11th house. And so guess what? They get to help our Saturn journey by helping out their friends in the 11th. Yeah. Love Olivia. Love Olivia. Love. <laughs> love them with all my heart. All right. But yeah, follow us. Twin Fire Signs Pod. Twin Fire Signs. Under, twin Fire underscore signs on Twitter. Chart Twins everywhere. Whatever. Starry-eyed data. 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 Mm, I am Starry-eyed data. Shannon is astrology at Astrology Chef. chef. 
And uh, we are signing off. So bye, Shan. Love you. Yeah, to the moon and to Saturn. Moon and to Saturn. Bye. Bye. Bye, Astro Swifty. Talk soon. Hey, Steven, I could give you 50 reasons why I should be the one you choose. All those other girls, well, they're beautiful, but would they write a song for you? (laughs) (laughs) I can't help it if you look like an angel. (laughs) Baby, you need to not laugh. Like, it's like a quick ha-ha. Like, you don't need to laugh.